Roe versus Wade, the most recognized case name worldwide. Now, most people know that that's the case where the Supreme Court of the United States legalized abortion. But most people don't know why. And you're going to find out in today's episode. I'm Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you are watching Lawyer Up. Today, we continue with our series on epic Supreme Court cases. And we're going to talk today about Roe versus Wade. We're going to talk about the parties. We're going to talk about the facts of the case. We're going to look at the decision of the Supreme Court. We're going to look at their reasoning behind that decision. And then we're going to talk about why this case is epic. Now, remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share me on social media. So when we talk about Roe versus Wade, the first thing we need to discuss are the parties. Now the plaintiff was Jane Roe. Now that was a pseudonym or a pseudoname as they say in writing uh, to protect the identity of the real plaintiff. Now we know today that the underlying plaintiff was a woman named Norma McCorby. However, at that time, they wanted to use the pseudoname of Jane Roe uh, to protect the identity of the individual. Now, it was kind of a play on the Jane Doe, which is the name that authorities use uh, to identify an unknown or an unidentified female victim uh, in a criminal case. But since this individual is still alive, they don't want to use Doe, so they used Jane Roe. Now, the flip side of that is Wade, and that's Henry Wade. He was the prosecuting attorney for Dallas County there in Dallas, Texas. At the time, in Texas, uh, getting an abortion was illegal. So if uh, Jane Roe would have attempted to get an abortion, uh, Henry Wade would have been the individual who prosecuted her for that particular crime. Now, Roe versus Wade was decided back in 1973. So when you're talking about the late 60s and the early 70s, uh, you have to remember that there was a civil rights movement going on. Uh, there was a lot of push for women's rights, uh, for homosexual rights, and abortion had been criminalized uh, nationwide for some time. There were about 15 states that had taken steps to legalize abortion, but in Texas at the time, abortion was still illegal. And so when we talk about the representative plaintiff, and I told you her name was Norma McCorvey, uh, she was an individual who was 22 years old and she was on her third pregnancy. Uh, her first pregnancy, she had given the child up for adoption to her mother, uh, grandma. The second child, she had given up for adoption to a third party entity. Uh, and this was her third pregnancy and she didn't want to have another baby. She didn't want to go through another adoption. She wanted to have an abortion. So Miss McCorvey made the perfect representative plaintiff and her lawyer sued the prosecuting attorney uh, for Dallas County who would have prosecuted her had she attempted to get an abortion. Now this case quickly made its way to the United States Supreme Court. And the issue was simple. The plaintiffs argued that Texas's laws against getting an abortion were against or violated the Constitution of the United States. And the argument was that it violated the 14th Amendment that states that the government cannot deny life, liberty, or property without due process. Now, as everybody knows, the court ultimately decided that they were correct, at least in part. And what the government focused on in its analysis of the 14th Amendment was that the government can't deny liberty. And what the court decided 
when looking at liberty is that the right to privacy was a constitutionally protected right in certain instances, but that it did include a woman's right to choose whether to have an abortion. So even though the 14th Amendment doesn't say anything about the right to privacy, and it doesn't say anything about having the right to an abortion, the court held in a 7-2 decision that liberty, a subset of that being your right to privacy, and then a subset of that being your right to choose whether to have an abortion, was constitutionally protected in some instances. And ultimately, the Supreme Court's decision said that states could not regulate or prohibit abortions within the first trimester. They were allowed to do some regulations during the second trimester or the second three months, and states could still prohibit abortions in total during the third trimester. Now, interestingly, there have been battles since that time uh, where states have sought to limit uh, a woman's right to have an abortion. And these are instances where they have uh, attacked funding for abortion clinics, uh, where they've had regulations requiring parental consent uh, or regulations requiring informed consent, where the person seeking an abortion had to go through some sort of counseling before they got the abortion. And it's interesting, this case has become popular again uh, because a lot of people have talked about the new Supreme Court in 2021 being very conservative and that if the issue uh, were to be revisited by the court, the court could come with a different outcome. Now, as a footnote to this case, and is interesting, the representative plaintiff, I told you uh, her name was Norma McCorvey, uh, she actually did not get an abortion in this case. Uh, the case wasn't decided until well after her pregnancy had ended and she actually had the baby and it was given up uh, again for third party adoption. And it's not clear to this day uh, who that individual is uh, or who adopted that individual. It's not clear whether they even know whether they were the Roe baby or not. Now they may know, it may have just been kept private and not open to the public. The only thing we know is that the baby was female. What was also interesting is that Norma McCorvey uh, became a pro-life advocate during her adult years. Now, what's odd about that is on her deathbed, she said, well, I just did that for the money. I'm really a pro-abortion. Uh, I just went pro-life because they paid me to. So ultimately, as you might have surmised, uh, she was quite a character during her lifetime. So that's the summary of Roe versus Wade. It is epic because it is the most recognized case name in the world. If you liked the episode, remember to hit that like button. If you got something to say, comment below. If you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Get subscribed to the channel. And as always, I love it when you share me on social media. Again, my name is Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you've been watching Lawyer Up. Send lawyers, guns, and money.